Hello everyone and welcome to the 69th episode of Career Podcast. Today I'm joined with Chiara Moreni. She's a 2D animator and character designer from Italy. Now, with that introduction out of the way, could you please give us a little introduction on how we got into visual arts and design? Hi. So basically, um, I started when I was really little, like five years old, like most of the artists, I think. And um, yes, basically, I just loved to draw and paint. I used to paint on canvas and everything. And I did it uh, uh, until I was uh, in high school. At some point in high school, I had to stop because uh, it was just too much. Like I was doing too many things and the high school I chose was really, really hard. So basically, I just stopped it. And uh, at the end of it, uh, I, was, uh, I wasn't sure about to do with my with my future. I don't know if you know what I mean. So basically, I was very, very confused because I could I lost all my skills in drawing at that point because I've been like five years without drawing. And uh, I thought I, I needed to do something more theoretical. That's why I chose cinema. I did a bachelor in uh, cinema, television and new media in Rome, in Italy. And uh, while I was doing that, I started to get uh, into drawing again because I was doing storyboarding at the beginning. I was doing storyboarding with my with, with my friends. We used to do like uh, short films together. And uh, I started to gain my confidence in drawing back. So that's why when I handed uh, uni, I just decided uh, to do a master. And, uh, and uh, that's when I decided to do a master in character animation. I just wanted to like, uh, you know, like merge the, these two passions in cinema and uh, drawing together. And I thought that animation was the perfect choice. Uh, when I was in Bachelor, actually, I, I did a short course uh, in London at Central St. Martins, uh, that, which is a uni near King's Cross. And, um, and it was a short course in, uh, in storyboarding. And I fell in love with the with all the environment, uh, with, the, with the school. That's why, uh, I, I mean, I... I needed to go there for, for my master. That's why I chose the, the school and my journey starts in there, like when I went to the school. <laughs> so. All right, awesome. And um, of course, you already mentioned a bit about your background on how you, what you studied and how your art career kind of like interest in art yeah. happened. But the next question is, were you now in high school? Did you have a different plan or were you originally studying art and design or you were pursuing another career path? Basically, that's what I'm trying to ask, because a lot of times, you know, with artists, not just artists, everyone, uh, the preferred method or the path that usually they have is to become an and it's something that society and the family always like puts pressure because they want stability for their children. Like, the, go become a doctor, go become an engineer, daddy, that lawyer. Was that the case for you or from the beginning you knew you wanted to become an artist? No, it was not the case. No, no, no. I did a, I did a high school in, uh, in a classical studies. So I studied literature and uh, a lot of ancient Greek and Latin. Which uh, at that time, I mean, uh, it's not that I disliked it, but uh, I was confused. I didn't know what to do, so I just chose that that path because uh, it was uh, like everyone was going in there, all my classmates from middle school, and uh, that's why I chose that school at the beginning when I was 14. But uh, I mean, little by little, I started to think that it was not the right path for me. 
So what I was telling you before is uh, I didn't know that I could do uh, like a career as an artist at the time because uh, I mean I didn't I didn't have the confidence I didn't think I was good enough and uh, also the professor disagreed completely like they they thought that it was not a good choice <laughs> as you as you were saying so <laughs> I was a little bit discouraged at that time so that's why when I when I chose my 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 bachelor at the beginning, uh, I, I was not uh, I was not thinking uh, I could become an artist. Like I thought, maybe I can be like a professor, or uh, I don't know, I could be a film critic because I really liked films, but not an artist, definitely. So it was very very confusing. Like uh, as I said, I started to gain a little bit of confidence by by drawing uh, storyboards uh, when I was uh, in my bachelor, and uh, I just decided to do this jump, like. I said to myself, okay, I need, I need to try. Like, uh, I really like to do this. If it, if it goes well, perfect. But <laughs> if it doesn't go well, maybe I, I have this other plan B. I can do something else. So, yes, it is something that I, I decided when I was in my twenties, like uh, 21, 22. <laughs> it is not something that I, that I thought I could do before. No, no. Ah. <laughs> uh -huh. Interesting. And um, of course, we already went, go through like what your profession is right now as an artist or to the animator and character designer. But I want yeah. to, I want you to go a bit more in depth, like what is your main branch of design that you're focusing on right now? And also tell us about your experience from the start of it until now. So, okay. So basically in uni, I did the course in character animation and it was all traditional animation. So I remember the first year I used to draw on paper, my animations, and it was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> so on and drawn frame by frame, uh, amazing. Uh, after that, I started to pick up some softwares and uh, because I needed to do my, my degree film. And uh, when I finished school, I was um, very lucky because I got uh, almost uh, immediately into a studio. And uh, since then, it's been four years now, I've been working in the industry of animation in various projects like TV shows or uh, commercials and also video games. But also in my free time, I like to do more design projects, like uh, I like to do more character design as well. So basically professionally I work more like an animator and in my free time I do a lot of concept and character design because I don't want to lose uh, my, my drawing skills. So I do a little bit of everything. And also recently I just got into this NFT things, uh, as I was telling you. So I'm uh, at the moment I'm doing two jobs because that is a full time job as well, I discovered. So um, I'm doing animations for TV shows and, uh, and character designs with a little bit of animations for, with, uh, for my NFTs. Interesting. Which <laughs> one is, is more fun for you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love them both, but uh, I think the character design part is the, the thing I like the most of the entire process. Like, I would, uh, I would definitely mm. pick that. Yeah, because with animation, like you already have a concept and you just need to like manually just animate it. But with, I think, character design, it's more like it needs some sort of creative spark. That's why yeah. I think you enjoy it more in a sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, I, I really, 
Yeah, I really like like the old, uh, I mean, um, design part when I start to gather my ideas, gather images as references and uh, try different styles, uh, sketching around, like that part is my favorite of all the design process, definitely. All right, awesome. And speaking of NFTs, of course, we're going to get into later in the podcast extensively for anyone who's curious. Um, but that aside, how does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a design project? So, yeah, basically, I look a lot at other people's drawing. I'm constantly looking at other people's uh, drawing styles. Uh, I'm uh, a lot on ArtStation and Instagram, Pinterest, uh, gathering ideas. And I usually do a mood board, like in Photoshop. I just uh, do a collage with all the photo references that I can find. And I I pick everything that inspires me. Like it could be like a, a frame, a still like from a movie or a, a photography or a, a landscape uh, maybe that attracts me because of its colors or uh, uh, drawings from other artists that I admire. And uh, after doing that, I, I start to sketch. So I do a lot of sketches, a lot of trials before uh, picking up the one that I like the most. And the software that I usually use is uh, Photoshop. So after that, uh, I pick, I mean, uh, my, my chosen character and I start developing it, coloring it. And uh, as I was saying to you before, I sometimes I, I like to add a little bit of animation to it. So I, I use uh, for animating my characters uh, a software called, called Spine. And uh, it is a software that works really well with Photoshop because I can export all the layers uh, very easily, very straightforward into, into that and start rigging and animating. So basically after I designed all my character, I start separating all the body parts in uh, different layers. And, uh, and when I'm happy with that, I'm just exporting it and, uh, and I'm starting to, to animating it in the other software. So this is my process usually. All right, and um, just just actually, the next question is actually a little bit not non art related, basically, but um, it's a question that I started like asking people recently. Actually, have you ever used your dreams as inspiration for your works? Not really, uh, because I mean, I'm very bad at remembering dreams, like. Uh, I cannot remember any of my dreams apart from nightmares, and uh, oh. I mean my art. My yes, I only remember nightmares maybe because I lo I look I watch a lot of uh, horror films and the horror video games, so uh, I dream a lot of uh, about that after after playing or watching them. Uh, but yes, my my dreams I usually don't remember them and. My art style is very cute, so I don't get inspiration from a nightmare there too, too creepy for that. So, so usually, no, I don't. When was the last horror game you played, actually? I played the Resident Evil 8. Oh, yeah, the everyone's been, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the Drawing last a lot one. of fan arts from. Yeah. Yeah. No, the characters and... were amazing. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> but uh, I think I like more the survival uh, kind of uh, survival uh, rather yeah. than action. This was a little bit more action, so I prefer more the the seven. But I enjoyed it. Characters oh, the... were really cool. Oh, I haven't played the seven or eighth one. 
uh, I don't want to get I don't want to say anything that might be spoilers but um, yeah you're right the seven and eighth ones are kind of more adventure than action because the six and five the other ones were more action-packed you know as like a shooting game you know and yeah it was actually a pretty good game I haven't played it but I just like right now I'm at the stage of my life that I don't play new games I just watch people play it on YouTube if that makes uh, sense yeah sometimes I watch them on Twitch <laughs> While I'm drawing. <laughs> yeah, Twitch as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Now, the next question is, who are your favorite artists and designers that inspired the most? So, um, one of my favorite of all time is Loish. Absolutely. Uh, because, I mean, I've been following her since the very beginning of my journey as, a, as an artist. And I really like the way she draws female characters, like they're very dynamic and uh, I love the color she uses. So I just fell in love with her, with her heart style. It's just amazing. Then uh, I really like, uh, I mean, animators just, uh, such as uh, Aaron Blaze and Glenn King, like all Disney animators. Um, then another, another uh, director and artist that I really, really, really like is Miyazaki. And uh, basically, I've been following him. I've been, I've been watching his film since I was uh, like eight <laughs> and uh, I never stopped. So it was, uh, for me, it was really an, an inspiration. I think I picked this path also because uh, my passions for, uh, for his film, for what he does. So uh, definitely is one uh, of my favorite artists and directors at, of all times. <laughs> Sorry, go on, go on. No, no, sorry. I was, I was gonna ask, could you please repeat his name? Miyazaki. Is a Japanese oh, uh, director. Miyazaki, yeah, yeah, Miyazaki, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's the founder of Studio Ghibli. Oh, so, yeah, I, I remember, I remember, yeah. You know, Spirited Away, yeah. <laughs> Old moving, moving Castle. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Princess Mononoke, yes. It's I, I was a huge yes, fan of Yes, it's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I was six or seven, I think, when I watched my first ever anime ever, and it was like a VHS tape uh, of Spirited Away, and yeah, watched it too. with my cousins, and it was, it messed me up so much as a kid because I, I, I got introduced to some power dynamics in, like storytelling and also just everything for me as a child. It was so impactful like and and it and i always say it was like one of my movies i've ever seen and i didn't even know it was anime like i did i knew what anime was like what five six years ago not so long ago you know but yeah it was a pretty like the, yeah. the ghost guy was so creepy for me it was so scary for me the oh, inspirited way like, because that film uh, it, i started watching it uh, like i've been watching him uh yeah, yeah, I watched it when I was eight as well. It was my first film uh, from Miyazaki's, um, and it was—I uh, don't know—it was amazing. But I didn't, of course, fully understand it as a child. So I rewatched it uh, like many years later, and I was like, ah, "Okay, now I get it." <laughs> so yes, I—I I fell in love with it without fully understand it. But yes, I—I I need to keep watching these films because they are just amazing. I remember at some yeah, point I've been I, wanting I, to. 
Sorry, no I keep interrupting. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. No, I was I was no. saying that uh, I used to go uh, to this. Um, do you know to this uh, comics uh, gatherings where people uh, cosplay and do cosplays and stuff like that? And oh yeah, comic cons, uh, comic conventions. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, there was one uh, in Italy, uh, very very famous, and I used to go there all years. And I remember uh, one of those years I I dressed up like Mononoke. <laughs> I was a big fan. So we had the, the entire group dressed up like uh, Miyazaki's characters. It was amazing. Oh, interesting. That's, that must have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> and um, all right, let's move on to the next question. Um, what is the main subject of your artworks and what made them interesting to you? So basically, uh, I draw mainly characters. I do just character designs and I really like to draw fantasy characters and creatures. Um, basically, I they are pretty much inspired by role-play games. I'm a big fan of role-play. I've been playing D&D for a very long time. So usually when I, when I do my, my, my character, uh, you know, um, descriptions, uh, I just uh, start to figure out how it could look uh, drawn. So most of the times I, I draw my characters. There are a lot of elves and fearbogs and <laughs> characters like that. And aside from Dungeons and Dragons, have you played any other role-playing games? Yes, I've been playing uh, recently a game named uh, Fragmentos, which is Spanish. And uh, it is an horror game, that's why I'm playing it, because <laughs> I'm a big fan of horror genre. <laughs> and um, it is basically, it is a very easy and short game uh, to play. You just, uh, it's mostly like a one-shot, like you do it in a evening or two. And uh, it is like, just like, uh, it follows all the rules of horror, uh, classic horror films. So it is quite cool. I used to play also Mage the Ascension. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No. <laughs> that is no, quite sorry. difficult. But it's, uh, <laughs> but it's very nice. It is like, um, it is like, uh, I mean, uh, you can be a pretty much everything you want, like any any character you want and you are it is set in modern era era with magic so it's really cool a bit awesome. more complex and just <laughs> yeah but i just had a question have you played skyrim yes uh, i i played skyrim a little bit not as much it's from bethesda right yes yeah i played more for it's from bethesda like, yes uh, yeah, yeah, I played more Fallout from uh, that studio. Like, uh, I remember I was uh, constantly playing it. Like, every single day it was not very healthy, but uh, I was in love with that. Skyrim, I played it a little bit, but not that much. Which Fallout did you play? The four. The fourth one. Oh, the fourth one. Um, honestly, as a hardcore Fallout fan, the fourth one wasn't that good. I think the best one ever like and it's one of my favorite video games of all time is fallout new vegas i highly recommend it i know yeah. it's from 2000 i know it's from 2010 i know they that the, it has no sprint button it it's it's janky compared to games now but honestly it's such a good game if, if you for someone who's a fan of role-playing game you're gonna enjoy that i swear yeah. and the reason i yeah, asked yeah, I the reason that. i asked 
Yeah. The reason I asked if you played the Skyrim, because this is something that I always ask anyone who says I play role-playing games, I want to know that when you play the Skyrim, did you also play as a sneak archer? Because that's what everyone plays as. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't play that much, honestly. <laughs> don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Because the the thing is that in Skyrim, that was kind of the meta, that you always sneaked and just shoot people with bows mm -hmm. from distance. Because when you sneak, there you do critical damage, and uh, it's kind of basically like cheesing the game, and that's basically how everyone kind of evolved to play that. So yeah, I mean, it's just oh, interesting. Okay. I want to know if anyone who who made maces or swords or something, you know? It's just something strange I want to ask everyone. All right, yeah. uh, let's move on to the next question. Um, what technologies and softwares do you mostly use for your works? Okay, so as I was saying, I use a lot of Photoshop for character designs. I mostly draw, I mostly draw Photoshop at the moment. And uh, for animation, uh, I use a lot of, uh, for traditional and drawn animation, I use a lot of TV paints and Toon Boom. Um, and I use uh, Spine as well, uh, which is a really good software. I use mostly for uh, like in-game animations. And, um, and more that is very, very similar to Spine. Like uh, it's very, very similar to that software. And yes, I pretty much that and Flash as well, which is now called Animate. These are my main softwares. <laughs> I usually like to do a little awesome. bit of compositing with After Effects, but I'm not uh, an expert. So I just know the basic stuff. <laughs> yeah, After Effects is just headaches. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's good enough to learn the stuff you need for your works, but it's... I've never seen anyone who actually says, like, I'm an expert at After Effects. I mean, there are people out there, of course, but... It's such technical software, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, it, it is. Like so, it's really hard I to get a grasp of it. I'm trying to learn it, uh, it at the moment, so I'm trying to... Uh, I mean, push myself into doing it a little bit more. Awesome. But uh, yes, I'm not. Uh, I'm still not an expert. And what about? Uh, do you use any tablets or iPads? Yeah. What do you use for device? Yeah, I, I have a Cintiq, uh, the 13 HD, the, the smaller one. Mm -hmm. So I usually use that uh, with my second screen. So I usually used to put all my references in the, in the second screen uh, and then uh, in the main one, which is the Cintiq, uh, I just draw. So that, that's my setup. All right, awesome. And um, all right, the next question is also about other aspects of the art career and art world. Um, it's not necessarily about the craft, but um, all right, here it is. How to grow on social media as an artist and also any advice and tips for a good portfolio and resume for artists as well. Okay, so on the first one, I mean, I'm really bad at social medias because I'm not consistent. So I think uh, if you want to grow up, you need to be consistent, uh, like being active and uh, publish something uh, every day or so. Because uh, usually when I work a lot, I kind of forget of social medias. <laughs> and then when I'm more free, 
I start to publish like every single day and uh, write tweets uh, or uh, publish my work in progress uh, and stuff like that. But I mean, I should find a, find an equilibrium and do it doing it a little bit more consistently. So that would be my my advice, like uh, trying to publish uh, or to write something every day to just show your audience that you're alive. <laughs> And uh, I think this is the best uh, way to grow up, probably, on social medias. And what was the second question? About how to make your portfolio and resume as an artist. My portfolio... um, Well, for my showreel, like for... um, If you want to make a showreel, I would suggest to pick only the best um, the best work you have of course and uh, it is good that the series is not um, longer than a minute a minute would be perfect or a little bit less and uh, of course uh, the first shot should be the most beautiful work you have ever done because it needs to capture uh, the, I mean the audience the people that is that is watching it and uh, I mean encouraging him to keep watching it till the end so this is my main advice on uh, on Shoril. Um for the design uh, I would say I would recommend to um, I mean uh, trying to to do a little bit of everything like uh, to try to push your styles, uh, try different styles, different t- techniques, so that you are a little bit flexible with them. That would be, I mean, this is what I'm trying to do. I focus mainly on my on my characters and what I like, but sometimes uh, I, I like to do also something else in order to show people that I can do more, like I can adapt, so. All right, awesome. And now we've come to my favorite part of this podcast, the general art and NFT chat. And okay. well, well, Good. well, do we have a lot to talk about? Um, first of all, for anyone who's listening and wondering, um, the reason I found uh, our, our today's guests artworks and profile in, to begin with was through, as usual, when I was like browsing in browsing through artworks in foundation website, which is like a huge marketplace for NFTs. I saw, wow, there's this like cute animated reptile or creature, whatever it was, on sale. It was an auction. And I clicked and I found her profile and I was like, huh, she's consistent with herself. So I was like, interested. So I checked her other stuff and I was like, hmm, I want to have her on the podcast. And guess what? She's now on the podcast. So yeah, <laughs> that's how we do it. <laughs> and, but, Aside from that, I want to talk talk about some of uh, about how you got into NFTs first. Like, tell us your whole story, just any way you see, please. Okay, so I got into NFT very recently. Actually, I've been uh, publishing them uh, since the beginning of April, and uh, I mean. I heard so many things about NFT at the beginning and uh, I was very unsure if starting this journey or not. But then basically I started it because of my partner. He was is also an artist, he is a 3D modeler and he was pushing me like a lot, like we need to do it, we need to try, like it's an investment. So I just decided to, to invest in it. I opened um, a Twitter account, which I didn't have because I saw that all the NFT community is in there. So 
uh, I started posting my my drawings in there, and then I found uh, that everyone was looking for in- these invitations for a foundations website, which is this platform that works only uh, with invitations. So basically, when you're in and you sell your first uh, piece, you get to invite five more creators. So I didn't know anyone who was already in and I didn't know what to do at the beginning. But I saw that um, many people uh, were doing contests on Twitter. So just uh, saying, uh, I've just sold my first piece and now I have five invitations and uh, I want to pick the best, uh, the best artist. So there were... Um, many people that were, were publishing their art below these posts. And at the end of the day, uh, I mean, uh, this artist picked me. <laughs> he saw my my reptiles, <laughs> my my drawings, and uh, he really liked them. And uh, he gave me one of his invitations, basically. So I got into the platform like that. And then, uh, yes, basically, I started my journey with Foundation. But um, recently, I also got into another platform, which is Makerspace. And I don't know if you heard of it or uh, you saw it as well. And basically, um, this is a funny story because uh, makers were, um, to be able to enter in Maker's Place, you need to do an application. And uh, I mean, uh, you need to wait then uh, like a month or so to be, uh, to be accepted because many, many people uh, apply at the same time. So it was like, okay, I need to, to hurry up because uh, there is no time. Like I want to, I want to enter in, in this platform. So when I opened Maker's Place, I noticed that I already have a profile. <laughs> and that was, uh, that was insane <laughs> because basically two years ago, uh, three years ago in 2019, basically, um, they were uh, at the very beginning, uh, they were developing uh, the platform and they were uh, picking artists. And I remember they sent me an email and I subscribed to their platform and I published a drawing. But then uh, I was not into social media that much at that time. And I kind of forgot about about it. So it was really fun because I found in there my old art artwork and uh, I already have an account. So I was quite happy. I just started publishing in there and uh, so far it's going uh, quite well. I managed to sell a few of my pieces, so I mean, it's becoming a little bit more like a second job. It's very, very, I mean, uh, demanding. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's incredible how the NFT scene exploded in like the early 2021 and it's just changed everything and it's just the beginning. People don't realize it. There's there's of course like anything else there's a lot of haters and doubters about the industry and the technology but we had haters and doubters when even internet was starting off internet is a fad like if someone had an online shop for their i don't know restaurant they would be like it would never work or something like that or even people who were into online dating in 2002 2003 early 2000s they were called losers who can't meet people like now everyone's online dating like everything's online now you know and yeah yeah exactly basically what i feel like you know even in the crypto space you know a lot of people bought bitcoin and of course right now bitcoin is actually down a lot i mean i'm making a bad example here but the thing is that a lot of people make a lot of money from crypto you know because they invested in, in the early stages you know and yeah even right now yeah. 
even since the beginning, there are a lot of haters and doubters, and I think usually a huge chunk of them are just jealous people who couldn't cash in on the opportunity, and they're just bitter and jealous. And they're just trying to, as a way to cope with their loss, they're trying to shit on the technology and the thing. No, it's a fad. It's a nothing. No, no. I definitely don't lose an opportunity. So, yeah. And NFT is also, there's so much still... To do with the NFTs, like right now, uh, the thing that people I think don't realize is that, and just a, a small minority of people realizes that the internet is going towards like the media, the visual media, everything is going towards virtual and online more and more. Like for example, in the future, like when VR gets more advanced, like maybe, maybe just even in five, six years, who knows? When VR goggles get advanced or you know, you could just not even VR goggles. There are all there are already virtual worlds on Ethereum blockchain, or you know, metaverse stuff yeah. like that. I don't know have you heard about that. Like maybe they could make a city, virtual city, like in a video game, and it would log into your like video game character. And there are virtual cinemas, and through that virtual world, you can pay real money to go watch a movie in that. So yeah. in a, you see how the evolution of things is going that way, you know? Like yeah, no, exactly. Some, like, I, I... Yeah, sorry, go on, go. On. No, no, no. I feel I feel like this is the future. Like that's why I thought I told myself like you need to invest in it and just see how it goes. Like, but uh, I mean, you don't lose anything. So I, I mean, I just say to myself, you need to try. But I feel the same way. <laughs> so I totally understand what you're saying. I get your point. Yeah, exactly. And actually, now that you explained to us our story about NFTs, I want to say some stuff about your NFTs and your journey. Because here's the thing. I'm an NFT nerd. I mean, that sounds so cringe, but just stay with me for a second. <laughs> um, I think one of the reasons that your NFTs got are relatively successful and been have been getting sold consistently is because of a couple of factors, you know? One, like I'm right now browsing through your stuff on foundation for a start and not not the other places. Your style is one, your style is consistent, you know? Second, your pricings are consistent as well. Like, I don't know the exact reserve price you put, but like I think it's 25 of Ethereum, a half Ethereum, it's some, long, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, I, usually like 0 0.4 or 0 0.3. I never went, uh, I mean, uh, higher than uh, 0 0.5. I'm, one, of, one of my pieces was sold for 0 0.6 because the collector bid for more. So <laughs> I was mm -hmm. over the moon <laughs> that day. But usually, yes, they don't uh, get higher than 0 0.5. Because uh, for the moment, yeah, um... uh, I mean, it's it's a lot and I am not a famous artist. So uh, I think this is uh, a right price for uh, for the beginning. And I think if, if things go well in the future, maybe I can raise my prices a little bit more. But uh, so far, I think this is uh, a good price for my works. And I'm very like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. very surprised that so many people uh, were supporting my art that much. So, uh, I mean, that means a lot. So that is the best thing. <laughs> yeah, and two things, two other things I noticed is that like your first work ever on foundation was just a still 
you know, illustration. It wasn't animated or anything. But I think along the way, someone told you or you found it yourself that, hmm, animated stuff sells a lot well than illustrations. So let me animate my drawings. And you did. And they sold well, better. And the other thing, the third evolution of your works that I'm noticing you applied is that you're appealing to the culture of the nft art which is actually super smart because like for example in in the kryptonite work you have like flying bitcoin bugs going up like you try to add elements that you know would sell and because that's the stuff usually that on nft like culture would sell and the other one ethereal goddess you put ethereum like mark everywhere in the background of the earrings on the forehead everywhere everywhere and i think it's super smart and um Yes, exactly. Yeah, what is the, I mean, yeah, Part. Like uh, my first image, it was a still image, but then I saw that so many people uh, were adding a little bit of animation into it, and I said to myself, Well, you are an animator, so you can do it perfectly fine with animation. So it's very easy, very straightforward, and I think it adds more because it makes the character much more alive. So it grabs much more the attention, I think, I believe. <laughs> so. Yes, uh, apart from that uh, first, uh, the Genesis piece, uh, all the rest of my NFTs are uh, even slightly, but uh, they have a little bit of animation in, it, in them. Interesting. And what are your plans for the future of NFTs? Do you have any collaborations coming up or any ideas, interesting idea that you want to try? Well, I am uh, at the moment uh, collaborating with my partner because he is a 3D modeler and uh, he usually we usually work together. I design the characters and then he models them in 3D. So we want to do something uh, mm -hmm. in 3D as well and uh, publish it either on my page or his page, but or maybe we, we are thinking to open a page with a, we need to come up with a good name, <laughs> with a good title. But uh, we were thinking of collaborating and uh, open a page where we publish uh, all of our works in, uh, in 3D, maybe sell the, um, the 3D version and then um, alongside with the, with the initial sketch, you know, with initial design. Mm -hmm. So that's our ideas. And, and yes, I, I mean, uh, apart from that, I have my very first uh, exhibition in a couple of weeks. So I'm very excited. It is going to be in a virtual gallery. Oh. <laughs> so Digital very... gallery or physical? No, no, a virtual gallery. Digital? Is, sorry, I didn't yeah, hear that. Digital, digital, digital. Oh, yes. all right. All right, sorry, sorry. So it's going to be everything online. And, uh, and yes, I need to prepare all uh, uh, my NFTs with the descriptions and everything. I need to set up uh, a, a few things before uh, doing it. But uh, yes, I'm very excited. This is going to be my very first exhibition. I never thought that I could do something like that in my career. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing. Well, yeah, definitely will look forward to that. And uh, all right, let's move on to some questions. And yeah, 
Oh wait, I just asked you this unintentionally. Wait, I just asked what you're working on right now, which you explain now. Let's, sorry. All right, next question. Um, what area beside the area you're working on right now would you be interested to explore and learn in the future, even if you had enough time? Like for example, imagine if you had enough time and resources and energy to pursue and learn another skill or do another thing. It doesn't have to be learning a skill. And it could be even completely non-art related. What would that be? We want to get a bit about the character of Kiara more. Kiara, sorry. Okay, so <laughs> Kiara, <it's> correct, <laughs> no worries. So, um, I mean, I was uh, um, I was saying to you before that my partner does 3D, so I got recently a lot into 3D as well. And uh, yes, I'm actually starting to learn a little bit of 3D modeling like I'm at the very beginning with ZBrush. So I'm trying to model my, my own characters. So my plan for the future would be to learn a little bit both uh, the 3D uh, modeling process and uh, the animation process as well in 3D. So definitely that. Non-art related, I don't know. Like as an hobby, I used to play piano a lot. I've, at some point, uh, I would really love to pick up music as well but not as a profession. <laughs> I don't know if you know what I mean, just more like an hobby, because I used to love that. So it's such a pity that I had to stop. <laughs> Too many things. Awesome. All right. And well, with everything that's been said and done in this episode to conclude all we discussed, could you please give us a roadmap for someone who is zero in visual arts and wants to get to the place you are in terms of skills, like where to start, books, courses, anything. Like for someone who is here, we, like in terms of visual arts, zero and wants to get to the place you are, which is like you and the stuff you make and draw. So what would those steps from the bottom to the top look like in your opinion? What roadmap would you draw for someone who's a beginner? Okay, so in my opinion, uh, uh, as, I, as I went through uh, that period where I stopped to draw and then I had to start everything from the beginning, like I forgot all my skills and everything, I would recommend to someone who likes to draw to keep drawing consistently, like every day try to sketch something if even if you don't have a lot of time but don't never stop drawing because uh, you're going to forget forget everything and you don't want to start again from uh, the very beginning as i did so um, i would recommend uh, it's not important the the uni you choose uh, the i mean uh, books or anything I, I would recommend just draw draw a lot that is my main tip like i would give to to anyone make an effort and uh, and try to improve because you can see that only by drawing by yourself every day you will see improvements it's an exercise <laughs> so definitely i would say i would recommend that All right, I think that's about it. Well, thank you so much for coming by. And where can people contact you if they had a question or you know wanted to say, hey, I love your works. You know, where can people say that? <laughs> what would be so the correct I, channel of contact? I have an Instagram page, and I'm, I'm also on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, like a little bit everywhere. <laughs> awesome. And well, thank you so much for coming by. And. Uh, 
thanks so much for thank you to everyone who also tuned in and listened or watched on youtube you're awesome and till next episode which is in eight hours later will be recorded on june 9th with a very special guest you will know soon um i'll see you guys soon take care bye